Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. journey welcome to lady journey everybody <laughs> we're just coming out of a spiral <laughs> we're up we're down we're back up <laughs> we are back and up we hold each other up every day we do and i am so grateful for the wonderful people that have joined our patreon so i want to do an incredible stone dedication to yeah i just want to also tell everyone that contributes to the patreon i feel like katie and i are really great about reinvesting it so we put it back into we for do. you guys. We put it back into doing tons of fun stuff for the podcast, and um, we're so grateful. We have $5, $10, $20-tier. 20 Please check it out. And if you want to just throw in, like, $1 and say, hey, coffee's on us. <laughs> okay. We will take it. <laughs> okay, daddy or mommy. <laughs> you know what uh, I was thinking non-gendered about? Non-gendered parent. Um, if my parents truly loved me, they would be supporting my Patreon. Well, I love that Yeah, you brought that up last yeah. week. Not that your parents don't support you, but we were like, yeah, it is weird that parents aren't on there. Yeah. Yeah. So mom and dad. Well, my mom and dad, my mom and dad do listen, and I thank you, and I hope you did not listen to the last episode. I hope you just skip through. <laughs> skip through to this one, which is a safe space about friendship. But I do want to um, do the stone dedication yes. now. Okay. People love it. People they we, really we, enjoy it. You know, I think it's because we personally reach out and we hold your hand and give you a hug. We embrace you into this group this community which is not a cult yet <laughs> that's our goal that's is $100 to get there. tier yeah that is the $100 <laughs> tier but this is a stone how gorgeous is this, this I love geodes this is a gorgeous geode that my um aunt gave to me and she actually has the other half of it and uh, did she find it naturally I think she did I think she found it naturally I've never I've always wanted to find them and I heard people are like see right here and then they take a hammer and then there it is and I've taken hammers to lots of rocks and nothing yeah I've taken a hammer to, to anything <laughs> <laughs> I just carry my hammer around well one thing and this is for Lauren, by the way. So I want you to know you, this beautiful geode is going out to you, Lauren. Thank you so much. That's it's, a, that's it's a so mother smooth. Load. It's so smooth on the outside. And I use this on my bookshelf. I just use it. It's so smooth. And then on the inside, uh, can you see? It is utterly radiant. And this is you, Lauren. Smooth and brilliant. <laughs> yes. You're so incredible. And thank you for joining. It's amazing that this happens inside. Now, okay, amazing. let me tell you something. This is so Lady Journey. One place I have always been dying to go to is the Herkimer Diamond Mine in upstate New York. You basically go, you go for like, it's like a little day camp or whatever. You could stay in the area, have like a little local dinner, but... In the daytime, you go, you pay whatever it costs to go in. You take your own little tools, and there's tons of Herkimer diamonds are actually crystals. I want to do this. Yeah, and you just I break them all open. You just get to keep a big sack. It's like apple picking for rocks. I think okay? that should be the new bachelorette party <gasps> idea. Instead yes. of wine tasting, you Oh, go my gosh. You go hammer some coral. rocks and you go coral. mine coal. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Herkimer Diamond Mine, want to check it out. Always wanted to. Now this is an amazing piece. This is for Scott. Thank you so much for joining. You know what's interesting about this piece? It's a, it's shaped like a fish yes. and I only see that in jade. It is a piece of jade. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it is. It's this, a white jade? It's, I think it's like a very, it is a very light, but I see a little green in it, but it is pretty light. Yes. Yeah. It is a piece of jade. Now my roommate in college, Terry... 
shout out. I love her. She was such an amazing person. She actually gave this piece of jade to me for my birthday. Um, I think when I turned um, 19 and she got this when she was doing study abroad in she studied abroad in South Korea and then she traveled all over Asia. So she gave me this awesome piece. And jade is really it's a dreaming stone. OK, Scott. So I want you to take this tonight. Put this right under your little pillow. OK. And, yeah. s- and s- let us know what you see. <laughs> I've been having a lot of anxiety dreams lately. Oh, me too. I had a dream. It's so fascinating. What was my dream? Oh, I had a dream. This is my classic stress dream. I dream um, that I forget my passport. Yes. That's such a um, champagne problem stress (laughs) dream. I can't get to the Caribbean. (laughs) Well, what will I do? I'll never make the Queen's tea ceremony in London. (laughs) Such your anxiety. I know. I, I just love it. I know Dan Perlman has a joke about dreams that I always love about like, why is it nobody actually really cares about your dream? It's not a satisfying story to the third party. Yeah. No, because this is how he knows. No one's ever like, hey, did you hear Sarah's dream the other day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. It is a great one, but it's like, when it happens, you're like, I love that this is the creativity that my brain creates in order to let me know that something's going on right now. The dreams are fascinating. They really, they truly are. We should actually do a lady journey about dreams. dreams. And I'm surprised that hasn't come up because people actually believe in symbolism of dreams and I actually don't. I just know that you c- I only base them on the feeling that I get from the dream. Mm, yeah, I do feel, I do think it's your mind is telling you something. Yes. Like, remember your passport. Yes. So Scott, cheers. Scott and Lauren, cheers. Cheers. Now, today we're doing a really cool episode. We're revisiting our topic of friends. Mm -hmm. We've done this topic a couple times, but I thought it would be fun to, before we bring in our special guest, share a few little stories of friendships that have gone hellaciously wrong. Hellaciously. Because we've all had a bad friend. You've all had a bad friend where you, like... People trauma bond right away yes. with you, and you think, "Oh my God, I have my new best friend, and my life has meaning, and we're gonna, me and me and um, you know, uh, Carolina, we're gonna go take over the world together." And then there's a moment um, about two months in when we find out everything she's ever told you was a lie. <laughs> that it's funny because it goes in stages. Like in elementary school, I, I became friends with this girl because we had my birthday was on the 17th and her birthday was on the 18th of April. Yeah. And that was enough that that's all we needed. That's all you need. Back in the day, you don't need interests. No. You don't need political Just, similarities. Uh, one day off in the birthday. We, it, enough for yeah. me to be like, that is so rare. So rare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do you find that in first grade? <laughs> no. Bonded. But then... I felt like our relationship, it soured. Yeah. And I think about her, because she actually was a really sweet girl, but I think we just had different interests. All of a sudden, I felt like I was going to these born-again Christian revivals. and Oh, that'll do it. Um, writing notes to Jesus and then burying him in the backyard. And then she was like, let's go take a li- look at our notes and see if he got them. And then she took us to another area and was like, look, he got them. And I was like, we went, this is the different area. This isn't where I buried my notes. <laughs> This is not my note. 
I do like I do like the idea of do, sending magical letters to Jesus. <laughs> do you know Jesus? Where he? It feels like the person getting those probably Satan because he's uh, yes. down in the ground. Yes, it's more like we should have thrown him up in the air or shot him out into the sky somehow. Yeah, or burned it maybe. Although that's pollution. Put yes. it up on a balloon. Put it up in a balloon for a bird to swallow and die on it, and then <laughs> yeah, cease and then pollution. goes into the world. <laughs> Well, I had a bad friend once, and this is now, this is a friend, again, like I was saying in my funny example, but this is true, a friend that you really have a good bond with, and then you find out, like, there is always that moment where you find out that somebody is a pathological liar. Mm. And this was a girl that I worked with, and she always had- Hurtful lies are just like, there's people that are just like, malignant liars, and then there's just kind of benign. Which is me. I am a benign liar. I'm like- <laughs> I, my cousin is a TikTok influencer. <laughs> we were like, what's her name? I'm like, uh, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. Um, You're like, I didn't think that went through. I didn't know you were going to ask a follow-up question so soon. My social anxiety. <laughs> I'm just like, yep. <laughs> Um, I've been to Prague once, yeah. and then you're like, why did I say that? Bill Gates is my dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, well, she had a variety. Like, it started out, it was very benign lies, but it was almost, and this is when you learn about yourself that you're very gullible. Like, some of the lies were like, I'm going to Mexico on a trip. It's all expenses paid. Pretty cool. Well, I just wrote an essay, and I won a contest. I'm like, mm. man. I, this is shows so much about my own self to me that I'm like, I wish I could write the essay, but yeah. I'm too stupid to get the all expense. <laughs> so it started out as that. Then we noticed a lot of girls stuff was going missing from the dressing room. Mm. People were having money stolen out of their handbags, which is kind of fun. That's in an office malignant. Context. That's that's going to be a bad one. But it's fun in the office context because it's like now we get to live a whodunit. This yes. is funky and fun. It, and then everyone, the boss is like, I noticed that we're off our goals this month. And yeah. you're like, well, we have to solve this case first. Yeah, we're, we're focused on our own space. <laughs> Money was going missing. And then it had it. Then something happened where she had um, she came in with a horrific black eye. Mm. And she said, this is when I was working um, with children. And she said, one of the kids kicked up and kicked her in the face and we just found it to be suspicious yeah this those one little legs well you know you want to believe with a soft people head yeah like well it was no shoes even yeah it was like you know in the gym just nothing and you want to believe you know somebody you wouldn't want to think that someone would make up a lie about being kicked in the face by a child but absolutely well apparently as us humans we are conditioned to always go on the basis of truth yeah and I think like for me personally if someone is nice to me I just never question them in any way I'm no. like that's my best friend I think <laughs> I think that's my best friend and um yeah I'll just write them a check <laughs> um they need me she needs me she was kicked in the face <laughs> um so that was and then they did find out eventually that she was the person who was stealing a lot of people had a lot of I had a, a Starbucks gift card was stolen mm. Um, which, you know, I don't care about it, but, but that was a interesting, well, it's weird to know that somebody's digging through your stuff. I've n never dug through my stuff. Even when a friend is like, Oh, it's in my purse. You can grab it over there. Just go in there. And I'm like this. I feel weird. Oh, you feel icky. Yeah. 
yeah. just grabbing a pen from their purse. You're like, I'd rather you do it. Yeah, I don't want to get in there because, you know, you never know. And no judgment. But some people's purses is a little bit messier than others. No judgment. No Heart, judgment. Sharp objects. But in you're there. in there like, why do you have a protractor? <laughs> why do you have this? Well, I did an old-fashioned baby shower one time, and um, one of my girlfriends really cracked me up because she found old-fashioned baby shower games from the 20s, <gasps> and one oh game was... God, that is- it was like put your party. put your uh, yeah we might try for the cookie party yeah it was like put your hand into your neighbor's pocketbook <laughs> and grasp try to tell what you're feeling without looking at it and it was like wow they really were desperate for that's I when they were all that. just doing coke like yes. drinking it in soda and they're like this is really fun <laughs> we've invented a new game I want to <sighs> know more games from back then. I'll I'll do that in the bonus. That's okay. going to be a fun one. That is a fun one. Now, you were saying you had some fun stories from your early 20s yeah. of toxic friendships. Well, it's not even I'm the toxic friend. <laughs> yes. Plot twist. Plot twist. Never saw I it coming. Blame it on the alcoholism, but I have to tell you, you there's a in your early 20s, I did a, some girl code no-nos. Yeah. I dated a, a really good friend, fortunately, the friendship has lasted and we're still tight, but I dated her ex-boyfriend. And what ended up happening is I was the one that I deserved every bad part of this relationship. Oh. It was one of the worst relationships I've ever been in. And she, I got what I deserved. Oh, so salacious. But I did learn a valuable lesson from this. There's no such thing as soulmates. It's not worth ruining any of your girlfriend pl- friendships that you have over a guy. That's why it's like funny later on when adults have like affairs when they're 40 <laughs> and they're like, this is the one for me. And you're like, no, you did not have to ruin a whole village. Yeah. Because you think you're in love. He works at the bowling alley. <laughs> No, wait, what were we talking about? I think we were talking about this in one of our bonus episodes where we were reviewing some old rom-coms and we're like, actually, your behavior is reprehensible. Like, uh, four weddings and a funeral. It's like, she's a gold digger. Yeah, You're an asshole. Yeah. And I guess, good luck, you guys belong together, but you're being celebrated as though you're like, you've achieved something great. I watched that movie. I was appalled and laughing, but it was quite fun. <laughs> quite fun, and I love the British. Well... That apparently once a year, somebody writes a whole diatribe of how love actually is one of the most toxic romantic rom-coms out there. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that as an idea. I know. I have to get, it happens at least once a year, but it is fascinating because you're all like rooting for these people. And then when somebody tells you, you're like, oh my God, I'm rooting for the worst people alive. Yeah, I'm a monster. I <laughs> but we do have this like social myth that's like anything for love. Anything for love. But you're like, this guy was uh, just like an alcoholic. And yeah, I and he ran over an old woman. <laughs> like, But he was in love and he was on his way to see his, his girlfriend before her oh. flight took off. And she was going to Bermuda. <laughs> he might never have seen her again. I know. Or the, the relationship that you see in movies where they're like hot and heavy, like a Pam and Tommy Lee. And then you realize they're just two borderline uh, low IQ people <laughs> with a drug addiction. And it just fizzles yeah. out horrifically. Yeah. And you're like, that didn't have to happen. Yes. So I, I ruined a friendship for a good six months because of this. But it, a lesson learned. Yes. 
don't break girl code. What other girl codes did you break? I'm dying to know. Well, that one is the main one was like uh, dating someone's ex is just bad mojo. Yeah, I it's I, awkward too for the group. It is, and that happens. A, I think that happens a lot in the twenty twenty friendships. Is that a lot of them end up dating each other, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it makes for a weird toxic hang. Well, when you have a friend group, it's really hard to not like you're dating one person. And then especially when you're younger, you're like, wait, I think I like that guy better because you just like you overcommit. You overcommit. Nobody's personality is that developed. Like I dated a couple guys in the same friend group when I was in high school. And then it was like, then we're all still in the friend group. And it's like, well, I'm just hanging out with two of my exes and my boyfriend now. Yeah. And then you're partner is with you and you realize there's three people in this group that I've had relations with yeah that's why weird for him yeah that's why I do always say like you know it's best to keep not having relationships in comedy even though I am dating a comedian and so are you (laughs) it's like well obviously all I've really ever done yeah but 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 I always move to a new scene move to a new scene (laughs) at the very least but it is awkward to like show up at a show and you're like well my lovers are here. <laughs> My lovers, this is a lineup of old flames. Um, now, yes. I, I, I did date one time when I was in high school. I did date a guy who my friend had a crush on, which mm. I felt like that was a bit of a no-no. That's yeah. A bit of a, that's kind of a different. But I remember thinking, like, she had a crush on him, and then I kind of got a crush on him, and then... He and I ended up dating, but I did excuse it as like, well, he and I are like truly soulmates. We're soulmates and we paint together. (laughs) Who does that? But you don't know this until later when you grow up and you realize that um, I don't need to create this drama in my life for a person, a romantic interest. Yeah. You can create drama with friends in many other ways. (laughs) Like alcohol. That's a good one. Exactly. Also, um, you realize if you didn't create that drama and then later on in life, they're still in your life, then maybe it was meant to be, but not two weeks in. No, 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 no. Yeah. Wait it out. Yeah. Wait it out. I guarantee you this crush will do something that you will be like, no. Especially if he's 20. You're like, yeah, he'll put some shoes on that you're like, you don't change your underwear. Yes. Okay. Oh no! You, you wear one pair of underwear, bedazzled jean pockets, and I only saw you in your waiter outfit. <laughs> yeah, but you looked like a business person. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea you had bad taste. Oh yes. Well, I do have a one fun story. Now, this is a friendship that was um, uh, some drama that was caused by alcohol. In my case, I went out to stay at my friend's. My friend was staying in an Airbnb all the way out in the North Fork. And I went out and thinking like, oh, like Hamptons girl, like going out, you know, even though the North Fork is not the Hamptons. If anyone knows, it is the poor side. (laughs) It's the poor side of the island. But um, so I went out and my friend and I were just drinking, just drinking all day and but having fun. And then a third friend came in the group. And then when you're drinking, just I mean, I wouldn't even call this a bender. I would call it like a light, like a ladies bender. You know, it's like wine in the afternoon, wine at dinner, waking up, maybe a mimosa and then a little more wine, you know, just just a light bender, a light binge drinking. Yes. Uh, And I was obviously on Tinder at the time and I was swiping (laughs) away clearly 
and I I didn't end up inviting some guys over and then because of I was in my drunken state I just had a suspicion that they had coke (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like just get it out and let us all do it you know just like really being a terror to this poor guy who um worked at the rental car place in town and who by the way did contact me during COVID and I wrote back I'm married even though that's a lie (laughs) okay Doug there's no ring on it um, but anyway. you're living as man and wife if you were in we Texas. Are. We are. Yes. Yes. We're living in sin. But anyway, so my friend and I, we, my friend, um, my friends, first of all, were annoyed that I was being completely <laughs> reckless and out of control. But you don't know until later. And you don't know until later. That you that think was, you're being fun. I thought it was being a fun time. And let me just also say that this was pre-fentanyl. Okay. Yes. So this was a time when Coke, you could just do it. You could just do Coke <laughs> with a rental car employee who came to your Airbnb from a phone app. And his cousin was there also. And I was like, I think I was like drunkenly insisting that my friend wingman me, but she was in a relationship and she was like, I'm not going to pretend I'm single. so you can do what exactly you're just I'm like having a heart to heart with the the (laughs) rental car guy and then I did I said well her boyfriend I think was moving to LA and I said it's not gonna last (laughs) I did that too where I think I'm being funny (laughs) by being I'm the truth sayer yes but I'm just (laughs) (laughs) but you're just a fucking nightmare (laughs) I'm just telling it like it is It's like, yeah, well, you didn't need to do that. And so my friend, of course, she's she's hammered as well. And she is like one of those girls with the Irish temper. And so my friend starts verbally attacking me. And now I feel like the victim. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, we don't speak. (laughs) But, you know, what if you find out people at home find out that we're awful human beings <laughs> i know we're taking a risk we're taking a risk right now and i would like to say um you know we uh, sometimes at lady journey we do like to be vulnerable and admit that uh, sometimes you are the asshole you know but at least a lot of people don't they go through life being like i don't know why all these people are mad at me i'm living my life and uh, then you're like i was I- in the right <laughs> i was in the right telling her that they would probably break up <laughs> wonder why i wasn't invited to the wedding Jessica. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to acknowledge that, you know, I at times my drinking has been out of control, which is why I have a one glass of wine a fortnight. <laughs> and um, and and yeah, I think that is part of like developing as a person is being like we, yes. a, everybody is an asshole sometimes. And it's cool to be able to be like, I'm trying to flip it now. Like I'm actually a mentor. <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is painting growth. me in a good light. You cannot have growth unless you're a p- complete piece of shit. <laughs> the dark always comes before the dawn. <laughs> Well, one funny thing about that evening, too, I did actually make up to this friend and I did I did apologize to her. An amends. I made an amends yes. and I, I did feel. And she I, probably and felt validated and that was nice of you. Yeah. And I still feel terrible about my behavior. And, you know, when you're drinking also, like things just escalate in a way that can get ugly, you know, oh, as, you have no idea. as we all know. Happy holidays, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that was really funny was that like 
the next day I like packed angrily and you know I was like getting all my stuff and then I got home and I accidentally took her bra <laughs> I like took her bra with me and just um, one last weirdo <laughs> move <laughs> I know it's like like that was my fuck you to her she probably is like where's my bra by the way good luck with your tits flailing out <laughs> out there telling me how it is yeah enjoy the rest of your trip <laughs> But yeah, I want to, um, you know. Sorry. 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 Anyway, we've got a special guest. Uh, yes. <laughs> Moving it all right along. A very um, funny comedy comedian friend of the show. Um, he's but He is doing a one-woman show about friendship. Is that I correct? love that he's doing a one-woman show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he t- that's what it's called. We just, like, emasculate him. <laughs> A one-man show is a one-woman show. If that makes sense, I think it does. I think you guys get it. If you're doing a one-man show, you are doing a one-woman show. Yes. Yes. That is, it is a lady journey. It full circle, lady. full circle. If you're like, the people should hear this in a black box theater, that's a lady journey. And I also would like to say, if you're a non-binary person, if you're doing a one-person show, it's a one-woman show. Okay? <laughs> yes. It's always a one-woman show of my life my life yes um yeah so we are really thrilled to have him on now the show is about friendship is that correct yes and that's why we i love it i'm like no i don't know why we (laughs) talked about friendship in the beginning of this um yes it's all about friendship and also i think about like adult friendships because i think they're actually as we said quite different than child friendships yes but you know what i have to tell you making friends as an adult is a different experience as we found out from a kid all you need is one shared experience yeah making adult friends is a different experience because there's a lot of toxic behavior that you need to ferret out to see if you can cope with it as a friend yeah am I going to be doing a lot of favors for this person yes yes now oh I'm living right now by um don't want to blow up my address however I'm living by the friends experience in New York City where you can go to experience the show friends and I always laugh as I walk past it because it's like why are we calling it the friends experience as though I'm coming in to role play as as though others care about me (laughs) and want me in their life like we should call it like something that doesn't allude to that in any way yes how about like friends the show it's a museum of artifacts yes a tv show that we really loved yeah it's like not just like oh stand in line if you're sad (laughs) losers (laughs) Um, so we're so excited to have um, our wonderful friend Gabe Mollica on the show. So p- we hope you enjoy his interview. Yeah. Lady Journey. Lady Journey. Gabe, welcome. Welcome to Lady Journey. It's so nice to be just with just us girls. This is so nice. Uh, I love you, this. Well, anyone can be you, a lady, Gabe. I know. Oh. <laughs> anyone, yes. Anyone can be a lady. And don't you love the lady vibes? It's lady true. Vibes it's are, easier. I love I, the vibes. I love the vibes of ladies and I love the vibes of Sarah's background and I'm I'm feeling a little <laughs> self-conscious about my own background right now I blurred mine I'm doing laundry peeking it behind the curtain look. if anyone missed the portrait of my boyfriend it's still there <laughs> he is considering taking it down however he told me that he's gonna put it in the closet or I can get a portrait made of you Katie and we'll put it right next to him I think that's a good idea just a little side-by-side action <laughs> So, Gabe, we're so happy to have you. Now, you are working on some uh, a one-woman show, as we call it. Um, yeah. 
and it is about friendship. Is that right? Or is it about the show Friends? It's <laughs> honestly, I would sell way more tickets if it were about the show Friends. Yeah. It's about the, the the it's a one lady show about how I my I have these bros, these idiot friends, and then my mom got sick and they didn't know what to do. And it starts with me being like, wait, do I not have friends? Do I not have anybody to talk to? And so I just like I started meditating on that and writing jokes about that. And then there's like a 40 minute love triangle kind of I used to have a best friend and this is what happened kind of story. Oh, wow. wow. Did you sleep with your I don't want to give a spoiler. Your mom? Away. <laughs> Did you sleep with your mother? Um, it's a great tragedy. It's really pretty good. Wow. Wow. This sounds great. Oh, thanks. Now, so what are what are something like what do you look for in a friend like as a quality of a person? Because one thing we've talked about before on this show is when you get into your 30s, as I am, uh, it can be a little hard to develop friendships at this adult stage of life because people have a lot of baggage and, you know, eyelash out and that's that can make it tough. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is this friend going to be a lot of work? Am I going to be taking them to the airport a lot? <laughs> yeah, that's I, a... <laughs> I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Yeah. You don't want your needy friends, right? It's it's nice when you can. I, at this point, I feel like I meet a lot of people where I'm like, we're vibing. This is great. Let's hang out like once a month. You know, like wow. I just th- started talking to like Ismail Lutfi a little bit. And it's like we meet up, we have mm. coffee, we br- we chop it up. But I'm not like texting him every day, like, you know, Um, so that's like a thing that I need for me. I think a lot of (laughs) the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is like my idiot friends didn't know what to do when my mom got sick. But once I told them, like, you guys are idiots, they did kind of like step up in this weird way. And like, even though they don't know what to say, they just kind of like they try and they they want to be there. And I'm like, oh, that's what I like in a friend that like even if they're not trying. Yeah, a little effort. They want to, and they're willing to be like, I was wrong. You're right. I didn't handle that well. I'll do it better. What were they doing that was lacking? Like not reaching out or if you talked about it, did they skirt the issue? It was this, this very manly thing. And you guys are are with men in various capacities. They just tried to fix the problem without listening. Uh Uh-huh. Where they were just like, like my one buddy was like, I was like, hey, it could be a bulging disc. And my buddy sent me this long text that was like, hey, like you could be entitled to some compensation because it's like a workplace injury. And I was like, that's not helping. Like I'm having a breakdown. Like I don't need to know about like we could get some extra cash. Okay. Well, you do love a lawyer friend though. (laughs) It's nice. Sometimes you are entitled to compensation and you may not know about it. Yeah. It's a mesothelioma kind of deal. Um, Yeah. So sometimes that's nice. But in the moment I was like, you're not helping. And it wasn't good. And, and and then when I told him, I was like, I just need you to ask me if I'm good. Every day I would get that text to o'clock. Hey, man, you good? And that's all I needed. I just needed you to I'm thinking about you. I don't need more information. You know, you know, those people that just like want more information. They don't feel like they're they're like helping. They're just like, ooh, but what's going on? How, why is she still there? Bah, bah, bah. That kind of stuff I didn't like. Yeah, it, sometimes it is important as a friend just to affirm another friend. And and I think some people end up from their own conditioning going into you know, problem solving or blaming or, mm. you know, jokes. That's my move. <laughs> How's <Yeah>. your mom? <laughs> right? You know, because we know she's bad. Yeah. Um, that's not <laughs> well, it's also people also, I think I used to do this, but I found out it's not great is um, you, you share your story and then I feel like I'm relating to you and then I'm sharing a story that's similar to that. And for some reason, 
when what that does, it kind of takes away from your moment. And now we're talking about my moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love to do that too. <laughs> I'm like, let's bring it back around to me yeah. um, because I've actually felt the same thing. Yes. It was like That's when a I, you know, I have a friend who um, we will be having on the podcast soon, who's experiencing um, some health issues. She has cancer and she had to shave her head. And I said, I'm going to shave my head in solidarity. And she said, no, that's not necessary. And I thought, you know, how am I going to make this about me? <laughs> I'm not even allowed to also shave my head. Um, yeah, why, why be there? Yeah. Um, so it was nice to hear that they, I think some people are just clueless. Yeah, about... especially some people called men. Yeah, that's, I'm just being nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, you did answer my question, but I was I was guessing from the fact that you said your friends were idiots that they were men. That was my first guess. Yeah, they're all men. Mm -hmm. they're, they're all they're all men from high school and none of them have kids. And they're all kind of like, like we hang out. We hang out twice a month and we order a bunch of food and we like dick around like that's our vibe. Wow. That's, I mean, that's even a lot for me, I think, hanging out Same. with friends twice a month. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, they're, they, I get mad at them sometimes because they'll have a group text and they'll be like, Gabe's doing shows, we shouldn't even invite him. And I'm like, no, 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 include me in the text. Um, Because they're out on Long Island. So like they can see each other more than, more than I can see them, I guess. Yeah, okay. you just want to be included. I remember Joe had, this is a, I, well, they don't listen, but his family went to Jimmy Buffett and they didn't invite him and he got his feelings hurt. But I was like, but you don't live in Boston. Sure. Yeah. So you, what? I don't. Yeah. Sometimes with family and friend stuff, I just find that I am. I internalize everything and I am triggered. I am triggered. You know, it's not it's not even them not inviting me. I'm like one time I saw my dad giving my brother a piece of chocolate because he took medicine and then he was allowed to have a piece of chocolate but I wasn't given a piece of chocolate yeah I was laying down in my bed I got up <laughs> to go downstairs and I saw my dad giving my brother chocolate and it wasn't me yeah <laughs> and that and it, it hurts up a lot <laughs> now Gabe mm -hmm. have you ever had a situation in which you have been the bad friend I'd love to get a peek behind the curtain about some awful things that you've done yeah. yeah, Katie and I just admitted our bad friend uh, situations that we've done in the yes. in the past. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've been I've been a bad friend. Um, it's actually probably an ingredient that's missing from the show. Sometimes we get to the end of the show, I'm like, oh, I should probably have admitted more bad things about me and not just other people that I have problems with. <laughs> yeah, um, we call it a, we call it being vulnerable, but we're actually just telling our horrific <laughs> behavior. <Yeah. laughs> um, I had a friend in college who was my RA. And one day I was just like, I really valued him. And I was like, yeah, man, like, I'll buy your lunch. Like, I gotcha. And then like three days later, like there was a party in my dorm and like people ended up in my room and he had to come in there and be like, did you just buy me lunch so you could party in your room without me telling on you? And I mm. felt so bad because it was like kind of a coincidence. Like I didn't like I just like was an idiot. It was more negligence. I feel like the, the times that I'm like really shitty, it's like it's a lot of times it's just negligence, like just thinking about myself. Um, so yeah. at least like when my buddy Nick, like didn't know how to handle, he's, his name is in the show. I can say it when his, when my buddy Nick didn't know how to handle my mom getting sick, at least he was trying to be a good friend. Like I was just like not thinking about you at all. Yeah. Selfishness. 
yeah. we all do it. It's a lot of work to not be selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it really you just is. Want to. Yeah. Just let, let it be about me today. <laughs> That's me and my relationship every night. I'm like, oh, I want to go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> now, is your mom okay, Gabe? Is yes. She, yes. She's doing so well. She's back at work. Um, she's, she's doing so, so well, which again, I say like 15 times in the show because I kept starting the show being like, my mom got sick and I don't have friends. And then at the end, people would be like, wait, your mom. And I'd be like, oh, I should clarify. Um, I just haven't figured out how to do that on podcasts yet, but yeah, she's joy is doing great. She came to the show twice. She's a, she's a crazy person. Yeah. I love that as a reveal at the end. And here she is. Yeah. Yeah. People when, because those people show up like, and people are like, is this the real Nick? Like I got to meet him. (laughs) Yeah. What did you learn about friendship through this whole journey? I think a lot of it, and I touched on this before, but it really is a thing that I I value in such a new way, is that the show kind of has this um this guy, this character, Tom, who was my best friend, and we get into this love triangle. And Tom and I were kind of like soulmates. Like I kind of talk about I kind of do the show as if we're like it's a rom-com almost, where it's like I fell in love with this guy Tom, and then he kind of breaks my heart. And Tom like would have known if mom got sick, he would have known exactly what to say. He would have like pulled all the right strings. He would have like been ideal. And Nick like wasn't at all, but like Nick shows up when I need him. And like this idea of like your friends show up and they have a way of kind of like entering your life just at the moment you need them, even if they're like tripping over stuff as they come. Um, That that's especially with dudes, that that's a thing that I really that I value. Okay, so in rom-com terms, it's better to have like uh, an ugly boyfriend who's there. Yeah. Is that right? Than a hot hot... guy who is emotionally unavailable. What is the, it's a real thing I thought about with the show, which is, I can't remember the sitcom when they're like, you don't marry best sex of your life guy. You marry guy who shows up guy. I can't remember which, it might be friends. Right, otherwise you're going to be just at the hospital. From, from that great sex. Yeah, from fucking Tom. And listen, who has the time? Now, I'm interested in this love triangle. <laughs> no, you keep like you say love triangle. And I'm just like, can I I got to get into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're dangling it. I, body I, man. I hope you don't brush over this love triangle in the show. It takes 40 minutes to really do it justice. Um, wow. <laughs> is, is there sex involved? Yeah, there's always sex. There's always lies. Okay, gotcha. Sometimes there's videotape. I mean, it's really is it's it intense. you a friend and a girl? It's me. It's best friend introduces me to girl. Girl and I date. I move to Europe. We're still dating. Uh, I break. We break up. Tom flies to Europe and tells me what's going on with between them. It's kind of like the climax of the show. Wow! Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! This is so juicy. I'll tell you what. I did Jared Freed's podcast, and a lot of twenty-four-year-old women showed up, and they had fun. But I'm I'm like a twenty-eight to thirty-two-year-old woman kind of they'll, they'll get that's there. my sweet spot yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying, like like or even honestly i had a great conversation with like a with like a 54 year old woman the other night i was like you're my you're my person this is who this show is for so the show is for women the show absolutely when there's okay. women on the show i'm like great that's interesting that's interesting i was thinking because since you were focusing kind of on the male friendship that the show is more for men 
It would be if they came. <laughs> okay. Do you uh, think men are because- doing basketball games? Yeah. Not not going to one woman shows. Yeah, yeah, they're not coming to my one woman <laughs> show, and maybe I should call it a one man show, and we'll try to get the men out. My, my dad's is something so funny. There was a big horse race the, last weekend, and my dad works in horse racing, and he was like, "Oh, your crowds are going to get a lot bigger once those horse races are over." I was like, "Who do you think comes to these shows?" Oh, bless I love heart. that comedy is just competing with the horse racing world. <laughs> <laughs> really made me laugh so it's either much. gabe malika or old silver yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just couldn't pick now gabe where can people see your show well tell us the scoop how can we find out about it yeah um so we just got extended and i know this will come out in december so we added a week which is so exciting um into november 19th but then i'm taking it on the road i'm going to boston i'm going to chicago i'm going to la and denver and rochester and all that stuff is in my Instagram. Great. And what is that? What was that? What What's is your... your Instagram? Oh, gay at Gabe Malika. Great. Uh, yeah. So check out at Gabe Malika if you're in Chicago. I can't Boston. remember the other ones. Denver. Some of the other ones. San Francisco. Yeah. I'm going to name the LA. <laughs> yeah. The West Coast. The West. The Midwest. 